Hey everyone, welcome back to Lash Boss Radio. This is Shelby, your host, and today I'm sharing my interview with Ruthie Bell from Estonia. If you didn't catch my last episode, I talked about how I'm managing with everything going on with the coronavirus. This episode with Ruthie was recorded right before the coronavirus pandemic in January, shortly before I had Blake. I'll need to have Ruthie back on the show to talk about how she navigated her business during this time, but for the time being, you'll find this episode especially helpful and informative. Ruthie's products are original, innovative, and purposeful, and I hope you all learn a thing or two in this episode because I know I did. So without further ado, here is Ruthie. All right, Ruthie, welcome to the show. Hi, Shelby. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I've been really wanting to have you on for a while. Before we get started, can you just tell the listeners how you got into this industry and um, why did you choose lashes specifically? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I've actually been uh, in the industry for quite a while. Um, My lash career, it started, I think, uh, eight years ago. Um, And back then I was living in London, uh, working at the W Hotel. I was the spa receptionist. And um, I saw that the people coming in wearing lash extensions, their lashes just looked horrible. (laughs) Like, I mean, like really bad, like really long. And back then there was was no volume lashing. So like maybe like uh, 0.25s, like 15 millimeters, like just crazy looking lashes. And then I'm originally from Estonia, which is like a very, very tiny country in Northern Europe. And I remember thinking that whenever I went back home and I looked at my friend's lashes, they looked like like night and day compared to the ones I was seeing at the spa. So I just came up with a business idea, you know, to get trained in lashing back home mm-hmm. and then start offering this service in London. And that's actually what I did. Um, and I got really, really lucky that lash uh, volume lashes they came around like the like the first photos of volume lashes started like popping up just very very shortly after i got trained in classic lashes mm-hmm. and like back then there was no information available about like lashing like i don't know if you were in lashing already back then but there was a website called um wake up in your makeup yeah and do you, do you know that's your yeah 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 Yeah, so that was like literally the only place where you could find information about lashes. And like I found the website and I was like, I'm like really nerdy as like my personality is really nerdy. So I would spend like hours on end on the website just reading everything. And then um, the first pictures of volume lashes started popping up on on Facebook. The Facebook was quite new back then as well, I think. Mm -hmm. I don't remember. But anyway, there was not about lashes uh, available on Facebook. And I remember seeing the first volume lashes and I was like, what is this magic? Like, this just like looked incredible. Because like I'm telling you, back then everyone was using like 0.25s and like really long yeah. lashes, like like horrible lashes. Mm-hmm. And um, I, found the, I found the pictures and then I started doing some investigation. And then there was a girl in Belgium who had invited um, Irina Levchuk, uh, who's actually, I think she was the first who kind of introduced volume mm-hmm. lashes to like the English speaking world. 
Um, so this girl from Belgium uh, um, invited Irina uh, over to do a training. And I was like really lucky. I got on the training and uh, I went with another girl from the UK um, where I was living. And I actually ended up being one of the first three people in all of UK to get trained in volume lashing. Wow. <laughs> it was such a long time ago. So yeah, so this is how my career started because obviously like, you know, I learned the treatments. Uh, nobody else was offering it in London. And I just started doing really well, really quickly because it was like nothing like, you know, compared to classic lashes. Yeah. Um, and then um, like fast forward a couple months and I realized that uh, after doing some research that nobody back home in Estonia was offering volume lashes and no one had even like really heard about it because um, I started asking around you know because they like I was just so amazed by by the whole treatment and then I had an idea like I could teach this to my fellow Estonians um, mm -hmm. since nobody else was doing that and this is what I started doing so I started traveling uh, back and forth from London to Estonia um, to start teaching how long is that flight? Oh, it's super short. It's like um, uh, two hours, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe oh, two wow. and a half. Yeah, very short. Okay, cool. So yeah. I, I feel like um, like the industry is still so new, but I feel like you've been one of the most innovative companies in our industry. Um, how did you get started into making products that weren't already on the market and just like kind of being redone? Like when did that come about and why did you do that? So uh, me myself, I have very sensitive eyes, like in the sense that I'm not allergic, but my eyes don't swell up or anything, but they're just like super sensitive. Like for example, like if there's wind outside, I start crying like crazy. If I wear mascara, my eyes get like super tired by the, by the evening. And I just have like the worst eyes ever. And you know, I was like in love with lashes and I wanted to wear them. And I was like, well, this is not really working out for me because like, I remember being able to feel like when I was getting my lashes done, the first lash approaching my eyes, because it, it was just like, like a, like a, I don't know, it felt like a chemical, like burning my eyes off or something. Mm -hmm. And I was like really lucky that I wasn't allergic, just like super sensitive eyes. And I started thinking, okay, so like, I feel this even before the lash touches my lashes, meaning that it's the fumes that are so annoying, right? Mm -hmm. so, that there must be a way around this, like how to kill the fumes or reduce the fumes. And that's how my whole thing started because, you know, I was like looking around, nobody was really offering anything. I mean, like there were people selling like sealants, but you know, those old school sealants, they, yeah. They don't, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I saw a business opportunity. I was like, I need to do this. I need to put together a good like a very very good team of chemists like the best people i can find and to really do something that will help other people like myself um and that's how superbundle was born like i think it took us like a year maybe a little bit over over a year mm -hmm. um and the first and foremost purpose of superbundle was to seal the fumes you know so that i could wear lash extensions mm -hmm. <laughs> um and then we noticed as a side effect um, that it actually extends retention as well. Like that was not even our um, our intention. Like we just wanted something that would seal the fumes and not leave your eyes so irritated after the treatments. 
And then, you know, we found the side benefits that it extends uh, retention. And I guess like that's what most people love about Superbundle now. Um, and it, it kind of like, it makes me happy that people like the product so much, but it kind of makes me sad that not a lot of people care about like the, the main purpose of why we created this product, you know, the reducing fumes and making wearing lashes so much more comfortable like short term but mm -hmm. also long term because you know the, the, the thing with allergies is like it starts as an irritation and then it develops into an allergy and people don't really think about this like before the clients have like swollen eyes and they're like shit you know like she can't wear lashes anymore so the thing with superbunner is you know it reduces like it seals all the fumes inside the glue so the biggest biggest benefit is that long term there's minimal risk for your clients to become sensitized or sensitive to cyanacrylate so that they can keep wearing lashes. Because I think that's like the worst thing for a lash artist, you know, like losing a client because she can no longer wear extensions. Mm -hmm. And also for the person themselves, like, like I was so sad, like when my eyes were so irritated, I was like, like, I, I don't want to give up lashes, you know? Mm -hmm. so I know I'm feeling myself. And I just think that like Superman is just so amazing in that sense that it makes wearing lashes just possible for so many so many more people you know for sure that that's a really popular product you guys have i know you guys have came out with a few others give me some of y'all's like most popular like innovative products that you guys have come out with yeah absolutely so um i think maybe the second most popular product would be dark matter that yes. we came out with uh, last year so um like again, the, like my purpose or like why, why I created, wanted to create something different was again, like the fumes, you know, the fumes are the main culprits why, you know, so many people can't wear extensions. So I wanted to create a glue that has much less fumes, meaning it's a lot less irritating. Um, and then I started looking around and I realized that, you know, like all the Asian companies, I, I say old, but like, you know, there's obviously some exceptions, mm -hmm. but they all sell glues um, that have cosmetic grade cyanacrylates in it. Um, and then, you know, like I, already then I was working with my chemist and, you know, like they said that obviously, you know, if you use a higher distillation level, you lose a lot of the problems that most lash artists are used to. Like most people don't even think like, okay so my glue only works in this and that humidity on that except like the perfect temperature and you know if it gets super cold or if it gets super hot your glue will no longer work or if it's like too dry or too humid or whatever and it's only because of the cyanacrylate like the the um, purity of the cyanacrylate that we use um so we, I decided to use medical grade cyanacrylates and it's actually the exact same quality that doctors use in hospitals to glue wounds. Mm -hmm. And like, you, you never hear any doctors complaining, like going home to the wife at night and being like, like shit, there was no humidity today, today. I couldn't get the wound closed, you know? Like this mm -hmm. doesn't happen because, you know, they use like good quality products. So my idea for uh, for dark matter was the same to use you know the best quality ingredients um that i could find mm -hmm. and you know like the all the amazing benefits that we have with dark matter you know that is not sensitive to 
um, to humidity or temperature. It's, it just comes down to the quality of the ingredients. And also what's like super, super important to me is the fumes. Like people don't really talk about this. Like um, I've realized that they're most amazed uh, by how long the glue dot stays fresh. Um, but not a lot of people talk about the fumes. There's like, like few people, they send us emails, like just saying, you know, like I used to get really bad like sinuses, like, and like a sore throat after, after um, working. And then when they switch over to dark matter, this just no longer happens. And it's all because of the fumes. But the sad thing is that people usually start thinking about fumes is when they already have um, health problems. Right. Um, and even, even then, like, you know, sometimes we get contacted by people and they say that, you know, they have like, let's say like respiratory problems. Mm -hmm. And we always, even with dark matter, we still recommend wearing a mask because, you know, obviously it's not completely fume free. It just has very, very low fumes compared to, compared to regular glues. And it just amazes me, it stuns me that people, even people who already have health problems, they still say things like, but it's uncomfortable to wear a mask while working. And I'm like, well, like, what do you say to this? You know, mm. this is like someone who like goes home and is like, gets like a headache or has respiratory problems. And they, they care more about feeling like super comfortable while working than their whole, whole health, you know? Right. And that's like, yeah, that's like very confusing to me. Um, yeah. I, so with dark matter, you have to, store it differently um it can't correct me if i'm wrong but it can't be in like the traditional bottles one and then two like whenever you dispense it, it has to be on a certain type of surface can you explain that yeah exactly so um the reason for this again it comes down to the purity of cyanacrylate um, because like again like most uh most asian glues um the cyanacrylate they use is not very pure and anything that is very very pure it reacts strongly it reacts strongly and differently from something that's already been mixed for example um, let me think if i can bring you an example or like a comparison and um no i can't, can't, can't think of a good comparison now but um so the reason why it reacts to plastic, it's actually not even plastic, it's a certain type of plastic softener um, that it reacts to. Uh, so it's not even plastic itself. But, you know, I thought about it and I was like, if I go out there and say that, you know, it reacts to a certain type of plastic softener that's found in some plastics, it's just, it's gonna get too crazy. Like people don't pay so much attention to, you know, everything that the manufacturers say. So I thought it would just be easier to say that, like don't use it on plastic. Mm -hmm. And like, and that, that's what it is. So if you use it on a plastic that doesn't have that certain um, type of plastic softener, it's absolutely fine. Mm -hmm. But you never notice beforehand. So it's easier just to not use it on plastic, you know, so that you don't get any troubles. Because mm -hmm. the thing is like the way it reacts to plastic, it just kills the retention. Yeah. So, so it's like you don't even realize that something is wrong while you're lashing, and then you know. So it's just easier to use it on the surface that we recommend. Um, and Which then is also, glass. Uh, uh, actually, we have found uh, glass is fine, absolutely fine. Like any natural surface, meaning that the pH of the surface is natural and it won't start reacting with the glue is fine. But then we realize that the glue dot stays the freshest either on silicone or on foil. 
So now we're mainly recommending foil because it's just so easily um, available anywhere. Mm -hmm. It's uh, cheap and you know, like uh, we actually, we just did a test today. Um, I wanted to see um, how long it would stay on the, on the foil. And um, it's been five hours now and the glue is still fresh. Wow. So <laughs> I don't know if I should be talking about this already, but what have we realized? Another thing, if you use a little bit more glue, like instead of one glue dot, we did three glue dots. And I made like a little bowl out of uh, foil. And mm -hmm. like I said, five hours later, the glue is still fresh. That's amazing. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> some of your other ones like glue stop and... Uh -huh. Did you just come out with another one that's like glue stop, the dry one? Uh, the super dry? Yes. So what are the differences between those? Uh, right. Okay. So we actually, we actually came out with super dry already at the beginning of last year. Um, but, oh, okay. I do feel like, but I do feel like this is one of our products that's kind of like, we haven't really done so much marketing for it. So, um, uh, so yeah, maybe that's why it's not really well known yet. But mm -hmm. Superdry is amazing. So what it does is it speeds up um, adhesive curing time, not only a little bit, but it like it actually turns any glue to an instant curing glue, meaning that the curing time will be less than one second, no matter the humidity you work with. Wow. Yeah, because like the thing with uh, again like like a glue accelerator, you know, the idea is nothing new. It's definitely been done before, but the thing that usually happens is that it dry it speeds up the curing time a little bit so if you're working in a very dry environment you use a glue accelerator you know it does make it easier to work mm -hmm. but at the end of the day you do want to work with a contact glue if you're working with volume okay unless you're a beginner but you know all like masters they always want the glue to cure as quickly as possible without it affecting retention and this is what super dry does so it works with all lash glues and I am, um, like I said, it turns any glue into a contact adhesive is one of its uses. And then it actually has a dual purpose. The other way that it can be used is instead of a traditional lash primer. Um, so directly on the natural lashes. Um, so if you, if you use it on the natural lashes, um, it, it speeds up curing time a little bit. Um, but the more or like the better thing is that it um, takes away that tackiness. For example, like, you know, like in the summer, you know, you, you have high humidity, uh, your glue is curing fine, but then you get a lot of stickies because it's like, it feels like it's dry, you know, it's attaching to the natural lash. But then when you start isolating or checking for stickies, you get a lot of stickies because they, they do you know what I'm talking about? Like it stays yeah. like tacky or something. So yeah, so if you use super dry on the natural lashes before the treatment, it takes that away so you don't get the slow stickies anymore because what happens is that just like a regular primer it opens lash cuticles but the way that it works is very very different so normally um like the the main active ingredient in all traditional primers is alcohol and what alcohol does is um number one it's very very volatile so when you put um when you put primer on your natural lashes the like the, the cuticles the cuticles on the lashes that it touches they are like shocked open like in, in like one or two two seconds mm -hmm. the cuticle is completely open but because alcohol is so volatile it doesn't spray evenly so there will always be cuticles that are completely closed or half open 
and then some of the cuticles are completely open. So what SuperDry does, the effect is the same, you know, it, it opens the cuticles, but the mechanism, how it works is completely different. So we don't have any alcohol. I mean, we do have a tiny bit of alcohol, but the tiny bit of alcohol that we have in there is to be used. I mean, we use it instead of preservatives and the amount is so small. And like I said, alcohol is so volatile that when you take the brush out of the bottle, like the alcohol is already evaporated before you touch the lashes. Because oh, okay. um, the thing with like, the thing with alcohol is that it dries, it's very, very aggressive. Like try pouring pure alcohol on yourself. Oh, no, don't, don't. But it's it's horrible. Like, mm. like you don't want that, and you know, and you don't want that on lashes either, because alcohol, because it's so strong, it not only shock opens the cuticles, but it actually damages a lot of the cuticles, and this is something that our super dry does not do at all. Like, it causes no damage on your cuticles whatsoever. So the mechanism of of a super dry is that it number one. Like I said, you know, uh, regular primers they work very quickly within like within like one or two seconds. So super dry those first one or two seconds, it doesn't even open cuticles. We put like special ingredients in there to make it like more. Uh, how do I say this? Like it spreads in those first two seconds. It just spreads so that it covers your lash evenly. And then after after those two seconds, it takes about another thirty seconds for the product to open the cuticles gently without causing any damage. So this product is like amazing. Like, like there are so many people who, who say that once they get, um, you know, once they start using this, especially during winter, you know, when it's very cold and your adhesive is just a bitch, you know, doesn't want to dry. Mm. Um, and they use this product and it's just amazing. And also because it works with all lash glues. So, you know how usually, I mean, it used to be the the norm recommending students to have at least two different glues you know one for the summer one for the winter yes. because the environment is completely different so if you have a favorite glue and you have adhesive super dry it's going to work in all environments you know very cool yeah and, um, the glue stop uh, can you talk about that one for a little bit because that's another one that's really popular i feel like um, all right, so glue stop its purpose is completely, completely different from super dry. Um, it does what the what the name says. Um, it stops the glue from traveling up on the lashes. So you know that's what closes lash fans. Mm, mm. Like you know, you, like when I used to do lashes, this this used to be like the most annoying things. You create a perfect fan, you place it, you get like a nice wrap, you know, and then you let go and. Boom, you know, the fan closes and like shit, you know? So mm -hmm. this, is, this is what Blue Stop does. You put, it, um, you put it on the extensions while they're still on the strip, not all the way to the base, but like one or two millimeters from the base of the lashes. And the glue doesn't travel beyond Blue Stop. So that is going to prevent the fan from closing. So that gets applied not at the base of the extensions, like not on the strip part, but maybe a little bit above that. Like uh, no, it's it's still on the strip because I think usually uh, most brands have like maybe two or three millimeters glued on the strip. Yeah. So it's still on the strip, just one millimeter from the base. Gotcha. So I feel like with all of these products being so different than everything else we have in the industry, when someone goes to use them, they have to be really educated on how to exactly use it or else it's not going to work for them. Um, because of this, I think that's probably why you're so active on um, 
like y'all social media and everything, you guys have a lot of videos explaining your products and how to use them and everything. But do you guys ever get um, like bad feedback because people just aren't using it correctly? Oh yes, all the time. All the time, yeah. I can <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, and um, yeah, like I think that's like if I had to name one thing that like is the most challenging to me or like frustrates me the most, is exactly this, like people, can't be bothered or they don't want to take the time to learn how to use the products. And I always like, I always try to explain to them that, you know, like if you have an innovative product, you cannot keep using it the same way that you have been using your old products because it's an innovative product means that you need to adjust and you need to learn how to use this product to make the most out of it. Yeah. And, and um, I actually, I even started a YouTube channel just very recently mm -hmm. for the same reason as well, so that we could make like videos and like explain more to people why the products work like this or like that and why it's really, really necessary to follow instructions. Because I think like, I, I feel like sometimes um, lash artists, like, I, I mean, I've seen this a lot actually that they say like I've been lashing for five years you know I know what I'm talking about and then you know the, like the product is shit it doesn't work and then you know we start asking questions what do you do and like and like one of the main things is like oh yeah like I use uh, dark matter on plastic and I'm like well like mm -hmm. we specifically say that you cannot use it on plastic because it will create horrible retention and you know usually like you know the email us we go back and forth and you know when we, when we say something like this they don't even like they just the conversation stops mm. and then i see as I, I see this person somewhere else saying that like dark matter shit it doesn't work and i'm like okay wow. okay <laughs> you know so you know there's like i think um innovative products are not for everyone um because you do actually have to have a mindset of wanting to learn how to use something new because if you don't have the mindset and if you just want to keep working the way that you have been working then you know there's no surprise that you're not making the most out of the products and the product might seem like it doesn't work but sometimes it just makes me sad it's like like instead of looking in the mirror and feeling like you don't want to learn how to use a new product why would you go out there buy something you know that has so much information we already have so much information on our website about all the products explaining how they're different and everything mm -hmm. and then you know you, you you make a purchase you spend money and then you can't be bothered to learn how to use it you know it's, it's not for everyone right. you know and that's so we actually like now we added um a um a clause in our dark matter that is not suitable for beginners because we realize that that's usually what happens. You know, there's like a few people who say that I've been doing this for a year, you know, for so many years, I know what I'm doing, but it's mostly beginners. And it's just because I think when you're just entering our industry, there's so much to learn. And, you know, when you, when you had to take in so much information, you know, like there's no other way, like you, you have to miss some of it. Like you can't absorb everything. Mm -hmm. And this is what we realized that most of the problems we have with products are because people are beginners and they just like, I think they just are unable to absorb all of the information and how to use them correctly. But the good thing is like, you know, after they've taken the time, because uh, obviously we got a lot of people as well who say, you know, the product doesn't work and then it turns out they're just doing very, something very simple and okay, they can be changed. And the most rewarding thing to me is, when those people come back to us and say like, yes, I did what you told me and the glue is amazing. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome, you know, um, I feel like, uh, 
you know, if I was in your position where I was coming out with all of these amazing products that make everyone um, talk so much, I would feel like, I don't know, do you ever feel like there's a pressure to keep creating more and more products because you guys are known as being um, one of the leaders in, you know, innovating? Um, to be honest, uh, no, <laughs> because okay. my, my point, my point is not to create, uh, as many products that I can sell to people. My point has always been to deal with problems. So for example, like, you know, what I said earlier, like I, ha I, I couldn't pretty much wear lashes because my eyes were so irritated. So, you know, that was a problem to me. Mm -hmm. So I found a solution to that problem. And then to be honest, like we're never really, we're never really like, we sit down and we're like, okay, let's make a new product. What can we do? Gotcha. Like this has literally never happens. So it's always like the problem comes first. So this is actually also the reason why I'm so active in, in um, uh, lash groups on, in Facebook, because I like to see what people are talking about and what the main problems are. And also that's like, that was like one of the, um, um, one of the really good things when we were working on dark matter is, mm -hmm. you know, like everyone's always asking for the best glue or, you know, which glue do you recommend? So, you know, like the answer is having a glue that works in all environments, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and we, I've always like, my inspiration has always been like, what are the most important issues? Um, and then for example, like, like last year, you know, like brow, brow, um, uh, brow lifting uh, started becoming a lot more popular. I, I think it's really popular in, in the US as well, but mm -hmm. like, but yeah, in, in Europe, it's like, it's like the thing at the moment. Um, and then I started seeing all those pictures with people with like red eyebrows, you know, like all kinds of problems. And I was like, oh no, you know, like this is something we need to deal with. Um, so, you know, that, that was the inspiration for our brow lifting line. Um, and like, for example, like, um, like now, um, I think I, I think like what are the most harshest chemicals in our industry, or something that we could change? Because um, my whole philosophy is creating the safest products possible using the safest ingredients. I like safety and like the in integrity of the lashes is always priority number one. And then we make them as efficient as possible using the safety screen ingredients. So efficiency is kind of like number two. Um, so now, for example, like. I think now the harshest product or the harshest chemical that I can think of is um, glue remover. You know, mm. like um, I don't know when you started lashing, uh, if the, when whether the um, the liquid glue removers yeah. were still around. Yeah. yeah, like oh my god, oh my god. Okay, so you know after the liquid removers came the gel removers, mm -hmm. and then you know the cream removers. Mm -hmm. But even like the cream removers the chemical composition is so harsh that it's impossible to manufacture a product like this in Europe. So mm -hmm. all of the cream removers, they always come from Asia because like we tried to do something like similar and it was like, it wasn't even half as strong because the regulations in Europe are so, so strict. Uh, whereas, you know, in, in Asia, you know, they contact you, they ask, you know, what do you want to have on the NSDS? And they just, you know, <laughs> write whatever. Yeah. So, so yeah, so now we are working on a completely, completely different concept uh, to come out with a glue remover that's as safe as possible. And uh, like, uh, you, you know, I think we're like halfway done. And so something that we have now is again, so safe that you could eat it and nothing would happen to you.
How long does it take you guys to, from when you think of an idea about a product to when it's ready to launch? How long does that whole process take? Um, that, that really, it really depends um, because, you know, first we get the idea and then, you know, we brainstorm because um, like, like a lot of the ingredients that we use are organic. Uh, which is a uh, you know quite different from like what for what most people are doing, um, so you know we always look into the organic world first to see you know what we can use, and then it just depends. Like sometimes we get an idea how to solve this problem very quickly, but then sometimes there's like something, like you know you're like halfway there or you're like almost there. And then there's something that just prevents you from releasing the product. Like, okay, I'll bring another example. So right now we have an amazing product. We invented a mascara-like product to be used only with eyelash extensions. So this product, it does not glue your extensions together at all. You know, like all those pictures, mm. like when they, when they glue them together and they look like tree trunks, yeah, yeah, this yeah. does not happen at all. So what it does is it um, makes your lashes darker and it lifts them up so that you know how you have the layers of lashes the layers kind of become stacked on top of each other so it looks like you have more extensions you have longer extensions and it actually visually opens your eye as well like I, i'll send you a picture in the dm uh, later on <laughs> don't yeah. with the listeners. but like this product has been ready for one year but we don't have the packaging for it Mm. So for one year, we have now been looking for packaging, testing, trying, nothing works. So the product is 100% ready, like we haven't changed our recipe in a year, but we can't come up with this because we don't have the packaging. And it sounds, seems like something so silly and so small, but it has taken us one year. Whereas, mm -hmm. you know, when sometimes we create a new product, it just takes us like a, a few months. Interesting. Um, how, how do you guys handle or how do you handle being copied by other companies well um i mean when it first started happening um obviously i got quite uh like annoyed and frustrated and i was like well how can someone do this but then as time went by and i realized like number one those people are never going to become me mm -hmm. so i'm always like a st one step ahead of them and number two i was like I think we are the only lash company in the world whose products are being sold as like fake copies. And I was like, shit, this is actually pretty cool. You know, <laughs> well, like, like, uh, like Fendi or whatever, you know, like having like four copies, you know, out there on the market. Yeah. So nowadays I don't get frustrated anymore. But the only thing that like really scares me is that some of those companies who like sort of copied our product, they are actually selling a completely different product without their description, making it look like they are our manufacturer. Mm -hmm. And like, okay, I'll tell you a funny story. Like, I think this is like the funniest thing that has happened so far. So um, I think it was maybe sometime last year, we get an email. Hi, blah, 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 blah. Would you like to buy a super bundle? I was like, hmm, okay, another one. So uh -huh. let's see. So we started chatting to the person, you know, some Asian company. And I was like, okay, so what is super bundle, blah, blah. And they had to nerve <laughs> to send me the product description that I personally came up with and wrote on my website. They sent me this, <laughs> like this super banner. I was like, okay, <laughs> oh, <my laughs> okay. 
So oh, I was like, okay, nice. So can I see the, uh, the MSDS, you know, before placing an order? They send me an MSDS. And on the MSDS, uh, you can see the, the date when it, it has been revised. And I see that they are actually selling a regular glue accelerator as you have under. Wow. Now, the, the, the really, really, really horrible thing about this is that regular um, glue accelerators, they're always used on the glue strip, you know, when lashes are still on the strip, mm -hmm. never ever on the skin. And it actually says in their MSDS that this is a category two skin irritant, meaning that this cannot touch the skin. And this product is being sold as super burner, as something to be used on your eyes. Yeah. Oh. And this is just like, like, wow. Like even like when I think about it now, it's just like, this is just like a, an accident waiting to happen, you know, and those, and this company, if they contacted me, I'm a hundred percent sure that they've contacted a lot of other companies and I've actually even seen some of those products now on the markets. And I'm like, yeah. like, but like as the head of a company purchasing a new products, it just scares me that people, um, I think that maybe they don't know a lot about safety. Because, you know, there's like certain things you look for when you go through an MSDS. And if it says category two skin irritant, like anyone who, you know, who does deals with chemistry, like you would know that this is not a product that you want to put on your skin. Like our superbinder is a category zero. That's the only thing you can use on your eyes, you know? Yeah. And, and it's just like, and this is like, now it just scares me. Like I don't get annoyed anymore, but it just scares me. And it's a little bit frustrating that people who start selling those products that they don't actually take the time to understand what the product does and they just you know they, they see that oh you know this is a nice product i can sell like you know everybody's selling super bundle now so i'll start selling it as well so yeah that's my only concern now wow yeah because um I, I have seen something that literally looks identical with a different brand name on it um but it looks like the same bottle and everything uh -huh. um, so, this uh, is, so this is what those companies do. They take the exact same packaging that we have to make the customers believe that they are our manufacturers. And this is how they get the new customers. Oh my gosh. Uh -huh. wow. Yep. Um, <laughs> so I can imagine like you're so busy, but how often do you get to travel for for work, for getting to promote your products at conferences and trade shows and stuff? Um, to be honest, I now only go to a few Lash conferences every year because I have two very small kids. Uh, I have a boy and a girl and they're, they're two and three. So, um, so yeah, so now I just go to a few conferences. But you know, as they're getting older, I'm, I'm able to travel more. And they do want to travel more because you know, the, the industry is booming and there's so many cool things happening all the time. Like trade shows, I don't think I would go to, uh, to go to many trade shows because, you know, I've been to Cosmoprof in Bologna, which is supposed to be the biggest one in the world. And uh, for lashes, they're just like, I think the future is gonna take us somewhere very, very different. Like I'm thinking more like booths at conferences rather than trade shows yeah yeah um trade shows are just so fast paced that i feel like y'all's brand when you guys have so many more so much more in-depth um instructions and information about y'all's products 
it it just may be missed so much by like people coming by anyways like if they were seeing you guys at a trade show for the first time and um just you know even like the hairstylists that come by the lash booths and stuff I feel like it's probably wise that you guys take the route that you guys take and try to make um you know those educational posts and like written and like video stuff so exactly exactly and and also the thing is like i think trade shows used to be a big thing when uh, facebook and social media was not around yet mm -hmm. but i think now you know when like even like okay so like if i went to a trade show as a buyer i would be looking for manufacturers of like bottles you know like like packaging right mm -hmm. but i think now you know when somebody comes up with something new then you know all the all the like the bottom manufacturers everyone's gonna have it on their website immediately anyway so when you go to a trade show like all those people like okay most of the packaging comes from asia right so if you come to any if you go to any trade show and you have to think about those people having to transport all of their samples and everything from asia to the trade show so when you go there you don't actually see that many news like that much new stuff because it's kind of the, like the same thing in every single booth and like it doesn't like it doesn't really make sense you know like you go there you spend a day you know you spend money on a hotel and flights and then at the end at the end of the day you very rarely find anything new i think it just makes so much more sense to just surf on different manufactured websites and then you know as soon as they have something new everyone's gonna have them because in asia everyone always um, um says that you know i invented this and then you know you look at the, like 10 other websites and everybody says the same like we invented this new you know new solution yeah. to this problem and then yeah i think it just makes more sense to do it that way yeah um so we've come to the point in the show where i get to ask um my favorite question i ask every single guest this um do you have a time in your career that you felt like you failed um it's usually not actually a failure but um at the time it felt like one i think maybe like the copying thing because i'm the kind of person who likes to be prepared so i was like double think everything triple think i know was like thinking if i've forgotten something so i like to be prepared and i wasn't prepared for anyone to like come out and so blatantly like you know take our product descriptions and the fact that you know those people that are still out there and like approaching people trying to make it look like they're our manufacturers i think when i entered this industry or this business like i started out as a lash artist and you know my main concern were my my customers who i would see you know day in day out and then I think when I transitioned into like more like manufacturing and selling products, I didn't really sit down to think that I'm like now I'm, you know, in the, in the game with like big boys, you know? Mm -hmm. So I was still like treating my business as like something cute, you know, something I was doing, you know, where everybody knew me and people were being nice. So I think what I learned from the whole experience that it, I need to put on my big boy pants you know, and like, like not take it into heart, just see, you know, just see what it is. And like I said before, like feel flattered that our products have been copied and not feeling like, how could I do this? Like, I would never do this to anyone. Cause mm -hmm. you know, the world is a bitch, you know, there are some people out there who like, they would not stop at anything, you know? Yeah. So last question, um, do you have 
a motto or a quote that you live by? Definitely. Um, I think my favorite one is, um, it doesn't matter what life throws at you. What matters is how you deal with it. Um, because I think no one is really ever dealt the perfect cards. And if you always wait like for the right moment, you know, like when everything just sits right and now it's like time to take the next step, you're never going to get anywhere. So, you know, like I see so many like amazing lash artists out there and I'm like, why, like, why aren't you taking your thing to the next level? Why don't you enter competitions? Why don't you share your knowledge? Why don't you, you know, like, because there's yeah. like so many different paths you can take in our industry. You know, like obviously when you first learn, you know, you need to learn the trades, you need to learn how to do lashes, but every single one of us has something special inside of them, something that nobody else has. And I, I don't understand why more people, maybe they're just scared, like why more people are not like, I don't know, like showing what they have special about them. Like, okay, I'll bring you a good example. Like one of my favorite um, people on Instagram, her Instagram username is, um, uh, hang on, uh, Lash Artistry Prague. So there's a girl living in Prague, her name is Nora. And this girl does something completely different from what everyone else is doing. So she like, she has like a like, sort of like a scientific approach to things as well. She is not committed to any brands. So she's always like posting information about like, I don't know, like lash quality contra, uh, comparison or um, like she, I think she does trainings that are called like, um, uh, brand lab, brand lab, where you know uh, you go in and you get to test products from all different brands around the world to see you know what you like without having to spend a lot of money uh, ordering from you know a lot of places. And I really, really love this. Like I love this girl, and I, and I just wish that there were more people out there who would like grab the day, you know, like do something with what they have, you know. Because mm -hmm. like her, uh, her thing is like she's um. I think she used to be an artist or she's still an artist so all her posts are kind of like scientific and artsy at the same thing at, at the same time and I, I just love it it's like like nothing I've seen anywhere else on Instagram and I would just wish that more people had the courage to go out there and like be different and do something that makes them special or something special that they have inside them you know yes All right, guys, well, that wraps up the interview with Ruthie. If you'd like to learn more from her, she has a lot of helpful videos on Instagram and on her YouTube channel. Just search Ruthie Bell or click the link in the show notes. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week, and I will be back very soon with the next episode.